What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Fantasy playoffs are here. We got a full 16 games to go over today. Sit back, hit the like button, and let's start things off with the Thursday night game. Chargers at Raiders, low like a lot of games this week. 34 point total, Raiders three point home favorites. For the Chargers, uh, we're going to have Easton Stick at quarterback. Uh, they have the third lowest team total of the week. Because of that, obviously moving from Justin Herbert. Uh, only two really considering on the Chargers here are Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. And even with the quarterback change, I would play them this week. If we look back to, um, and it's not you know a, a great thing to look at, but it's the only thing we really have is who did he throw to when he had 13 completions last week? Nine of them went to Eckler and Keenan Allen. The odds are you would think that that would happen, right? You would imagine that he would just lean on the best players. So even if the ceiling is a little bit lower for each of them than we'd expect, you would imagine that the volume would continue to flow through Austin Eckler, through Keenan Allen. I would play both of them this week. We could see Joshua Palmer return, but... I mean, I have him in my 16-team league. It's actually 16 or Dynasty. Now, I don't remember which one it is. But regardless, both of those formats have two flex spots. One of them has three wide receiver and two flex spots. And I'm still not really considering him this week. I would want to see him come back, be good, and then start him in the following week. And even then, you know, with backup quarterback, it probably won't be going there. Then for the Raiders, um, Myers has definitely seen his target share fall in recent weeks. He's only grading out as a wide receiver 32 right now this is also a winnable game for the Raiders which does open up the risk that in the second half if they build out a lead this is a team that really does want to run the ball and so if that happens we could see them go more run heavy that would be bad for Jacoby Myers uh speaking of the ground game I don't yet know uh what the status of Josh Jacobs is could play could miss if he's out there you're starting him they would just feature him if he's not out there look for Zamir White to be worth honestly a spot start at running back too I have been asked between um basically like what how many touches we can really expect him to get because they do have a third down back the thing is they're going to lean on Zamir so Abdullah is a third down back will get targets they're not going to give Amir Abdullah like 20 touches right that's just not going to happen they would give Zamir White most of the carries and if we get into a positive game script uh that'll be really good for Zamir White uh he's only grading out as my running back 28 right now uh but there is definitely upside for like you know 17 or 18 touches for him in this spot if they get ahead just know that the Floor is obviously low. So if you're like the one seed, you know, you've had a great season. Um, you've only lost a few games. You've got two really good running back twos or two really good running backs. So a good one, one and two. You probably don't need to go to Zamir White, but maybe you went uh, RB0. Maybe you took some like quarterbacks early, tight ends early, wide receivers early. And you're like, well, I've actually kind of been struggling at running back two all season. He would be an okay spot start. Uh, and then Adams, just play him every week. I know the production has been down this season, but you have to play Adams every week. Next up, we've got Vikings at Bengals, 39.5 point total, Bengals, 3.5 point home favorites. For the Vikings, all depends on injuries. Um, Jefferson said he's going to play. I don't think he would lie to us, so I think Jefferson's going to be out there. Uh, and then Madison is questionable. That one's going to have a pretty big impact on if we get a spot start from Ty Chandler. Um, Again, everything on the website is 100% free now through the Super Bowl. And so this is a spot where there is a lot of news. I would just wait for all the news to come out and see what the projections, the updated projections do have there. Again, right now I'm assuming Jefferson is going to play. I think Madison will be out if that happens. You're playing Jefferson. You're playing Hawkinson. They're must starts. Uh, Ty Chandler grades out as a running back 22. 
Addison, wide receiver 37. Neither one of them would be must starts. Again, also, we're now assuming fantasy playoffs. We're assuming you only really have the top half of teams. If you're looking at the wide receiver 37, that better be at like wide receiver three. That better be in the second flex spot, maybe in a 14 or 16 team league, 10 team league, two wide receiver spots. You're not playing Addison this week. Um, both of them would have a ceiling like they would they would have the potential to have good games but they would have a much lower chance of hitting their ceiling this week um but yeah spot start for ty chandler would still be fine running back 22 isn't like a really bad play i just wouldn't bench you know like if you have two top 15 running backs there's just no reason to go to ty chandler because it is risky uh then for the Bengals, start their studs um maybe stream browning kind of depends on what your other options are um chase should be in starting lineups um browning he's right now the quarterback 17 i said we should start him last week the matchup was much better last week there's a lot more risk in the matchup this week minnesota does send pressure they are a scheme that can potentially confuse browning that's not to say he's going to have a bad game because he can easily have a good one it's just that there's more risk that browning has a bad game this week than there has been the last few weeks so there are other options i definitely like over browning uh, but again start chase i think you're probably starting mixon um chase brown has gotten a lot more usage recently which is obviously hurting joe mixon but the role in the red zone is incredibly strong he's gonna have receptions he's still gonna rack up a ton of carries like i still think you're playing joe mixon this week next up Steelers at colts 42 point total colts two and a half point home favorites um these are the fifth in the six teams we're going to go over in this video so gone through six teams Every single one of the teams we've talked about so far, and we'll talk about in this next game, is a backup quarterback. We are six for six in backup quarterbacks. It is incredible how many quarterback injuries we have seen this season. That has obviously played a part. It hasn't been the whole reason, but it's played a big part in why totals are so down this season. Scoring is down. We have a ton of players underperforming. It's like half the league is playing with like backup quarterbacks. And this is just something that we typically don't see. There are 16 games this week. Every single team is playing. Only five have a total over 43 and a half. Eight have a total of less than 40. So really, really low scoring football expected. Um, but anyways, Steelers at Colts, 42 point total. Colts, two and a half point home favorites. For the Steelers, uh, the matchup is really, really good. We were streaming Browning last week against his Colts defense. He went off. Um, Basically, everyone that plays the Colts has a really good game. Unfortunately for the Steelers, like they've only had like one good game this season. So even in, you know, good matchup, it's kind of tough to trust any of them. Uh, Warren, Najee, low-end running back twos. Deontay, Pickens are, you know, just like low-end wide receiver threes. Pat Frymuth, um, kind of a high-end tight end two, but like, you know, all can be played. You can play low-end wide receiver threes. You can play low-end running back twos. You can play high-end tight end twos. None of them are amazing plays, though. So you can't really be upset if you play someone on the Steelers and they have, like, three for 40, four for 40. Like, that kind of is in a general range of what we should expect from some of these players. Um, I would imagine that one of the five we just went over has a pretty good game. And so if you think that you can guess right or you think you have the one that's going to go off, go for it. I don't think they're bad plays. Um, I just don't think their plays are going to really help you advance in the playoffs. Then for the Colts, um, Pittman's been wide receiver eight this week. He's been awesome. Like He's been one of the best wide receivers in football this season. Great role, great player. Like You're definitely playing him every single week. I don't care what the matchup is. Uh, Minshew is my quarterback 
14 right now so good streaming option ahead of browning right now and then moss has been running back eight that's the one people disagree with the most given his two duds but the role is there i know he's been terrible last two weeks he's played 92 percent of the snaps has 91 percent of the running back carries a 14 percent target share nine carries inside the 10 yard line like that is a featured role. You play anyone getting that level of volume. He has less than 15 total fantasy points to show for it. I don't know how he hasn't scored a touchdown. He had the touchdown call back last week on the blown holding call. So you can kind of blame that one there on the officials. But nine carries inside the 10-yard line. You'd think that would translate into one touchdown. It hasn't yet. It's probably coming. But I do understand if you've got other options that grade out relatively similarly and you're just done with Moss. I get it, right? I don't think you have to play him, but he does grade out really well. Um, but yeah, going back to Minshew, he's a good option this week because the wide receivers are good options. Um, the Steelers allow a ton of big games to wide receivers, third highest yards per reception to the position. And so if, probably going to be Pittman, but if one of the wide receivers is going off, that's going to translate into Minshew. I think Minshew is a good option this week. Um, final Saturday game. So probably should have mentioned it. One Thursday game. The two we just went over before this have been Saturday games. Um, I don't remember what time. It's, it's probably like 1, 4, and 8 as the start times. Uh, but know that. No, don't just show up on Sunday and be like, why is half the league already played? So the first game we went over Thursday, next two were Saturday. This is the final Saturday game. Broncos at Lions. High 47.5 point total. Lions 5 point home favorites. For the Broncos, um, you're really only looking at their core of Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, and Javonta Williams. Sutton has a touchdown in 10 of 13 games this season, but only one game over 77 receiving yards. So it really has been the touchdowns. He's touchdown or bust all season. But like the touchdowns have been insane and they're consistent. It's not like he's scoring like two or three touchdowns some weeks and then a bunch of zero. He basically just scores a touchdown every single game and has like 60 yards to go along with it and ends up being a good play. So he's been wide receiver 23. If he scores a touchdown again, he's going to be a good play. Uh, definitely, definitely playable as a wide receiver too. Just know that if he doesn't score, the floor is a lot lower than it's been seeming because he just has been hitting on not even short touchdowns. On like deep touchdowns, you remove that one play in a lot of games, he's got a very low floor. Again, it just doesn't look like it when you look at the box score. Of, again, Ben scoring and has a great role in the red zone. So I, I probably would continue playing him at wide receiver two or wide receiver three ideally. Uh, then with Javante Williams... The Lions have a very, very strong run defense. It's kind of a scary spot. Only three teams limit running back rush attempts more. Only one team limits running back receptions more. So not very good for volume from him. Um, he is a volume-based play, though. And that can be like, that can basically lead to variance. Like, he just gets a ton of touches. And so maybe even in the bad matchup, he gets a ton of touches and he kind of gets there on volume. It's scary, though. That's why the variance comes in there the floor could be low. If he's a volume-based play and the volume goes away, well, we're not playing for the efficiency. So like if he's only going to get, you know, eight to 10 touches, which is probably on the low end, but is a possibility, the floor is just a lot lower this week. Um, fine. But like if it's between two players, I would probably end up benching Javonta Williams in favor of the other player. And then again, Russ is fine to stream, but he has like no ceiling. He's basically just a floor play. So if you're, you know, a 15 point underdog, I wouldn't roll Russ out there. He's not going to win you the week. Three straight games, at least two touchdowns. You're like, that's awesome. But he hasn't been a top 10 fantasy quarterback since week four. Most of the time he hovers in that like, you know, quarterback 11 to 17 range, which is fine. It's nice to know that you're not going to have a complete dud because they do throw the ball a ton when they get into the red zone. But it's also not great knowing that like he's not going to win you the week. He's not going to have a blow up game. 
Then for the Lions, start everyone. Yes, the Broncos defense is improving as of late. Uh, and yes, Detroit is coming off a down game, but you start the Lions when they're playing at home. Like you just do that. Uh, you find success over time in doing that. Even with the improvements as well for this Denver defense, like they're still the number one matchup running back. So even though like over the last few weeks, um, honestly over the last like maybe month and a half, two months, they've been improving. They still grade out trailing 10 weeks as the number one matchup for running backs and is a strong matchup for tight ends. I would st start all of... Um, Monty, of Gibbs, of understand Brown, Sam Laporta. I get all of them in starting lineups. And I would stream Goff. Goff is just great in a dome. He's great at home. Like he scores 19.8 points per game at home, 14.7 points per game on the road this season. So he's gone from a high-end quarterback one at home to a low-end quarterback two on the road. Games at home, I would play him. One o'clock games on Sunday. Kickoff with Bucks at Packers. 41.5 point total Packers. Three and a half point home favorites. For the Bucs, uh, the Packers are a plus matchup for running backs, but a poor one for wide receivers, close to neutral for tight ends, though it kind of depends on how you look at it for tight ends. Um, Evans is coming off a dud last week, but I would consider him and Rashad White must starts. Like ceiling is hard to come by this season. We've got so many backup quarterbacks. We've got a lot of you know defensive scheme changes that are just limiting big plays, and so we haven't had as many spike performances. When you've got a player like... Mike Evans, who could score, you know, 40 fantasy points. He could go 175 yards, multiple touchdowns. You got to play him. You got to play him and live with the weeks when he scores one because he can single-handedly win you the week. Um, I just, I, I don't see a world where rest of season, no matter how he does the next few weeks, I don't see how you bench Mike Evans at all. So let's start him. Um, and then I would start Rashad White. His role has been fantastic. And then Godwin coming off 11 targets. So you'd think, okay, maybe we're liking him this week continues to be really inefficient only caught five of the 11 targets at 53 scoreless yards he just hasn't put it together i don't really want to start him until he does uh so wide receiver 39 this week i think the targets will be there but he's been really inefficient this season i leave him on benches and then Otten um kind of bailed out by a touchdown late last week you'll need a touchdown this week but 10 and 14 so if, if tight end 14 is your best option i suppose he's fine nothing about the play stands out then for the Packers, um, not a ton to like, even if Christian Watson is going to miss this game. Again, uh, Reed's the top option. Romeo Dobbs is fine. Um, but they're really just flex plays, more ideally wide receiver threes. Dylan also fine at running back two if Aaron Jones is going to miss again. Um, but, you know, even in a plus matchup for wide receivers, no one on this team really stands out because, like, they have a lot of good players, and it's not that amazing of an offense. And so you take, you know, relatively little production. We always talk about the pie. It's kind of a small pie for the Packers. You know, chopping it up uh, amongst a bunch of different players. Everyone just gets a small piece. Someone's probably going to have a good game. But I don't know. Fantasy playoffs. Um, I have Jaden Reed. I am playing Jaden Reed. Um, but it's in my second flex spot. So in both Dynasty and in my 16-team league, I have them. Second flex spot. I think that sort of thing. Full PPR in both of them. I think that is fine. If you're in like half PPR, 12-team leagues, wide receiver two, that's not fine. I would definitely want a better option than that. Next up, we've got Falcons at Panthers. Low, 35-point total. Falcons, three-point road favorites. For the Falcons, um, this is an elite matchup for running backs, poor one for wide receivers, and for tight ends. That plays right into how the Falcons want to run their offense. And so you have to think we're going to see heavy volume from the combination of Bijan and Algier this week. Drake London went off last week in a great spot, but the matchup is basically the opposite this week. It leans towards running backs, not wide receivers. And so 
he's only grading out as a flex play after being a good play last week. Um, you can still use him. And like, you know, just because he's not as good of a play last week, just because the matchup is poor, doesn't mean that he's not like one of the most featured wide receivers in the NFL, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. Like, if there was actual volume flowing through wide receivers on this offense, he'd be incredible. And so if they run into a game where we see elevated targets, all the wide receiver targets are going to Drake London. And so that's when he has a ceiling like last week. And that can still happen even in a spot that tilts you towards the run. Because what if the Panthers, who are barely underdogs this week, what if they pull ahead and they force uh, the Falcons to be a little bit more pass heavy, he can still have a good game. So I'm totally fine playing Drake London. If you believe in the talent, you believe in the spot, you just like, you want to play him. That's fine. Um, just him plus Pitts. They both have just a little bit of a lower ceiling or a little bit of a lower chance of hitting their ceiling and a lower floor this week and a better chance of hitting that floor. Um, and the matchup is really bad for Pitts. Only two teams limit tight end targets more than the Panthers. Uh, they've allowed a blow average catch rate and yards perception as well to tight ends. It's, it's not a good spot for tight ends. Pitts should probably stand benches, but I get it if you have to go there. Then for the Panthers, uh, the Falcons are a bad matchup for wide receivers. Decent one for tight ends, neutral one for running backs. Phelan and Chuba Hubbard are really the only two you're probably looking at on this team, and neither one of them grades out super well this week. Chuba does have 25 opportunities in back-to-back games. So like He's getting the ball a lot. Um, you can definitely play him as a volume-based running back too. The tough part is that he only has two total targets over the last two weeks. So most of that volume is being fed to him on the ground. That's going to hurt his floor and ceiling. The ceiling is only so high if even at 25 touches, if all of them are carries, you can only do really so well, especially in not an amazing spot. And then for the floor, well, if you don't score, I mean, you don't have any catches and no touchdowns. Like You can only score so many fantasy points. So um, not a good spot for him, but fine if you have to play him. Um Again, just like a volume-based slow-end running back too. And then Thielen is fine in the flex, more ideally at wide receiver three. Um, I wish we could look to Mingo because the targets are there, but he's been so inefficient. He has a billion targets with no touchdowns this season. Uh, it's like, you know, you basically, if you're playing Mingo, you're hoping for like six for 60. And if you're hoping for six for 60, it's probably not someone you want to play. Next up, we've got the Giants at the Saints, low 37 and a half point total. Saints, five point home favorites. For the Giants, start Saquon, bench everyone else. For the Saints, the Giants are a plus matchup for running backs and wide receivers, negative one for tight ends. Um, there are injury situations to keep an eye on, but for the most part, the Saints are fairly straightforward. No matter how these injury situations unfold this week, Kamara, no matter what, is a weekly must start. Olave is close to it. Olave's ceiling is obviously elevated for every player that's out. Like if you lose Taysom Hill, you lose Rashid Shahid, you already have Michael Thomas out. It's like everyone that you remove from the offense, it elevates the ceiling and the chance of hitting the ceiling for Olave. Um, but I think regardless, even if like Hill came back, if Shahid came back, I think you're still playing Olave. And then if we ever get, we ever get James Winston starting, you're just jamming Olave in your starting lineup. Um, but yeah, I think it's mostly Kamara and Olave from this team, and I would play both of them. Next up, we've got Texans at the Titans, low 38 point total, Titans two and a half point home favorites. Uh, fresh off an upset win over the Dolphins. Uh, Texans side, depends on the injuries, like with a lot of situations this week. That's why, again, Check the rankings later in the week, completely free on my website, thefinishwithballadvice.com. Check that as injury news updates. Um, but like, who knows? I mean, we could have Shroud, Schultz, and Nico all out, you know, joining Tank Dell, who's also out, which would be like their entire starting lineup. 
but we could also have, you know, Strout, Schultz, and Nico all playing. Like, there's a lot of different scenarios here, and so we kind of just have to wait and see for this team. Um, the Titans are a really good matchup for wide receivers, though, and, you know, it would just be Nico. I mean, like, they have Noah Brown, you know, they have some of these, like, really young players that they do want to get involved, but, like, if we get Strout and Nico starting against the Titans, like, that's a smash spot for Nico Collins. I don't think I would play Stroud regardless. Like, I don't know. Like, it'd be kind of risky to play him, especially if Nico's out. He just doesn't have enough weapons to really be a confident start for me. But, you know, again, we kind of just have to see who's playing and go from there. Um, but, yeah, I would say, like, if we get Nico out, I don't really want to look to any of the secondary wide receivers. Maybe Noah Brown, but it's a fantasy playoff. So, you, you got to have a better option than Noah Brown this week. Uh, so, it's probably just Nico if he plays. Um, but yeah, it, we just kind of have to wait for all the injuries there. And I don't think I would play any of the running backs. Then for the Titans, uh, Derrick Henry is a home favorite. Whenever Derrick Henry is a home favorite, he needs to be in your starting lineup. Uh, this is also a team in the Texans that have allowed the second highest opponent rushing touchdown percentage against them. When teams score, it's on the ground against the Texans. This is a potential eruption spot for Derrick Henry should absolutely be in starting lineups. Aside from him, you can look at Hopkins definitely again as like a probably honestly a high end wide receiver too. 12 targets in back to back weeks. No team is allowed a higher yards per reception over expected two wide receivers than the Texans. I would definitely play Henry and Hopkins this week. Bears at Browns is up next. Another low, 37.5 point total. Browns, 3.5 point home favorites. For the Bears, Cleveland is a poor matchup all around, and the Bears are also you know, road underdogs in a low total game. So you've got a tough matchup, you've got a low scoring game, you're on the road, you got to stick to just the studs and spots like these. Fields, more comment, all quality options this week. I would avoid the running backs because I don't trust the volume on their end. Um, one thing I'll note is horrible matchup for Cole Komet, but Evan Ingram just went off last week against the same Browns defense. And that was the first really big game they've given up to a tight end. So is it possible? Yes, but even counting that game, it is still the worst matchup for tight ends. And so don't love the spot for Cole Clement. He can produce, but it's not an amazing spot. For the most part, I'd probably stick to Fields and DJ Moore. Then for the Browns, the Bears are actually a really tough matchup for running backs on the ground, uh, but they're a great matchup for running back receptions. And so if we can get that to play out, that can kind of save the running backs for the Browns. Overall, though, Chicago grades out as a negative matchup for all positions. And specifically, they limit yards perception to wide receivers and tight ends more than any other team. So we're not expecting a lot of efficiency here from the Browns. I would say all of Jerome Ford, Amari Cooper, David Joku are playable this week. But Ford's only running back three, um, like a running back three, not my one running back three. Uh, Amari Cooper's a flex play and just a fine one, not an amazing one. And then David Njoku is actually my tight end seven. Um, he's a strong play. Like, he, he's just good. Uh, the touchdowns are finally coming for him. We know that the role has been strong in the red zone. We don't know he's going to score two touchdowns every week, but tight end is kind of a wasteland. I would honestly play David Njoku. Uh, no one else really stands out, to be honest, on the Browns. Next up, we've got the only potential weather game. So I went over weather early last week. There's only one spot this week, and it's this Jets at Dolphins game, and it's wind. So we could see really heavy winds. But again, I record these on Wednesday. We don't know yet. So check back. Um, I, I put a link in the Discord. Maybe I'll try and remember to put it um, in the like, description box of this one. Um, just go to like Roto Grinders weather. You can probably find it. Go to rotogrinders.com. Uh, go to their weather section. 
that's the best spot to understand what the best and I guess the worst weather spots are. But yeah, Jets at Dolphins, uh, low 38.5 point total. Dolphins, 8.5 point home favorites. Potential win concerns, but we'll see come Sunday. Um, for the Jets, as with every week, it's just Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. You can play them both as running back and wide receiver twos, respectively, and I would play them this week. Then for the Dolphins, brutal matchup against the Jets. Um, they're obviously coming off a down game, but then it's like you say down game, right? Because they are. It's a down game for them. Uh, they scored 27. So even in a down game, they're scoring 27 points. Uh, one of the touchdowns was defensive, which kind of adds on to why it seems like it was a really bad game. Plus, Tyreek Hill gets injured, and so we don't have the eruption spot from him. Um, but regardless, if Hill plays, play him. I know it's risky playing someone who's got an injured ankle, but like if he plays, you have to play him. Uh, I would play Waddle in the flex regardless, but if Hill were to be out, which I don't think he will be, but if he were to be out this week, you're definitely playing Jalen Waddle. Uh, and then Mostert, A-Chain. I think you're playing both of them as like, you know, really quality running back twos. Definitely Mostert because um, even if they're splitting the workload, he seems to be getting a lot more work in the red zone. That could obviously change right any given week they could be like you know what let's give a chain you know two three touchdowns this week uh but honestly just like i would still play all these players for the dolphins just knowing that like the jets are great defense and their chance of hitting their ceiling are lower i will say though uh two was probably a bench for me this week quarterbacks don't really play well against the jets and you know even with hill and waddle having over 100 yards each in their matchup a few weeks ago two still didn't have that great of a game i he's my quarterback 15 this week Definitely not an auto start, but I guess if that's your best option, that's fine. Final one o'clock game is going to be Chiefs at Patriots. Yet another low total game, 37 points. Chiefs, nine and a half point road favorites. For the Chiefs, uh, New England is a neutral to negative matchup all around, but uh, is the toughest team to run on. I wouldn't expect Kansas City to go into New England this week and just pop off, score 40 points. Stranger things have happened, but I wouldn't expect that to occur. Um... I wouldn't use that as a reason to like shy away from their studs, but I'd use it as a reason to say like we're not looking at like secondary options, even as nine and a half point road favorites indicating you're a much, much better team than your opponent. Um, I do also have some volume concerns. If the Patriots can find success, they're probably going to play slow. They're going to run the ball a ton. That could limit production for Kansas City simply because they run fewer plays. They could also sell out to stop Travis Kelsey. Will they be successful? Probably not, but they'll sell out to stop him. And so could that impact Patrick Mahomes? Like there is some negative to this matchup, but overall you're not benching Kelsey. You're not benching Mahomes. Keep starting them. Um, Rasheed Rice has a few great games in a row. Honestly, I would just play him as a wide receiver flex option just for the rest of the season. He's finally getting the run that he deserves. He's a great player. He's going to produce when he gets that run. Um, does grade out slightly worse than previous weeks, but grading out slightly worse as like high-end wide receiver three. Uh, for the running backs, we're going to have to wait and see on Pacheco. Play Pacheco if he's active, but if Pacheco's inactive, I don't have a ton of interest in Clyde or in McKinnon. They weren't that great plays last week. They didn't do that well. Like If they're going to split the workload, uh, giving a little bit more to Clyde, but then McKinnon getting more in the red zone in like the worst matchup for running back rushing success, it's like it's not a great spot. You'll need a touchdown. Even then, McKinnon scored last week. Still wasn't that great of a play. Then for the Patriots, uh, I mean, Chiefs have an elite defense. Patriots stink. So Zeke is really the only one you want to start. Um, I would play him this week at like running back two. You probably don't have to play him running back one. You probably have someone else that's better. But I would play him in your running back two spot. Uh, going to be very inefficient. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he won't be an amazing play. But he's going to get all the touches he can handle, all the snaps he can handle. And if they ever get close, it's going to him. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I can't promise a game like he had last week, but I play him. 
Four o'clock games kick off with Commanders at Rams, high 49 point total, Rams six and a half point home favorites. The Commanders, um, this is a good spot for the passing attack, but a poor one for the running backs. We don't yet know the status of Brian Robinson, but if he's out, Gibson will be like a low-end running back to Chris Rodriguez, a potential play in like the second flex spot in deeper formats. Um, it's a spot, though, where we just kind of have to wait and see. I haven't seen anything in regards to Brian Robinson yet, and then I'll just adjust the rankings accordingly. Um, but yeah, great spot for the wide receivers and tight ends. You would imagine, especially if Brian Robinson is going to be out this week, that we would see heavy passing volume from Sam Howell. He's a good streaming option as my quarterback 12 right now. And the game does have shootout potential. It's one of the higher you know, total games of the week. The commander's offense has gotten into many shootouts in the past. And we know that the Rams side can definitely lean past heavy and they'll probably find success in the spot. So potential back and forth here. If it's really close between like, um, you know, McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, and the other options you have, I might lean towards the guys in this game because it could be a really good game. Uh, my guess is though, that it's only McLaurin. Like the odds are you're not close to starting Samuel or Dotson, but if you are, they are honestly not bad plays this week. Then for the Rams, um, amazing spot for this Rams offense overall. Kyron's been one of the most featured running backs in the NFL. Definitely play him. But you're starting Kyron, you're starting Cup, you're starting Puka, and you're starting Matthew Stafford this week. If you have him, he is a great, the best streaming option. Next up, we've got 49ers at Cardinals. Another high 48-point total. 49ers, 13.5-point road favorites. For the 49ers, start their studs every week. Purdy actually grades out as a high-end quarterback one this week. I would continue using him. So we're starting Purdy. McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. I don't really care who you have. Just start all those five. Uh, then for the Cardinals side, San Fran is a tough matchup, and Arizona isn't like the best team in the league. So I'd start Trey McBride every week, mid-range tight end one. Maybe start James Conner if you have to as a low-end running back two. But ideally, for the entire Cardinals offense, it's McBride or Bust. If you had to play Kyler, sure. But again, ideally, it is McBride. Or bust. Final four o'clock game is going to be probably the best game of the week. Cowboys at Bills, 15 and a half point total. Bills, two and a half point home favorites. For the Cowboys, playing at Buffalo is tough. It's just a very difficult environment to plan. And we do know that Dallas plays significantly better at home. But I just think, you know, even in a tough spot, even knowing that Dallas plays worse on the road, and we'll probably have a worse game than we've seen recently from them this, this week. You got to play Dak. You got to play Lamb. And I think you have to play Pollard. Like Pollard's the biggest question mark, but he's got 19, 23, and 23 opportunities over the last three weeks. He has a touchdown in three of the last four. He's my running back 10 this week. I would start him. Behind those three, Ferguson's fine. Tight end 10. Nothing stands out about him this week. Uh, Brandon Cooks, fine as a low end, like second flex play, but Brandon Cooks is someone you want in their home matchups. I don't really know on the road against good defense. I'd stream Brandon Cooks this week. Then for the Bills side, we're starting Allen, Diggs, James Cook. Um, Cook has really seen his role expand in recent weeks. Uh, definitely been a lot more involved in the receiving game recently. Um, the matchup is pretty bad for him. Like, obviously, Dallas is not an offense you want to attack with running backs. But he's got 21, 23, and 15 opportunities over the last three weeks. He's gained at least 100 yards in all three. Um, I, I think you're playing James Cook rest of season. Biggest question mark, I think, is with Kincaid, with Knox back. Only really a low-end tight end one for me. Definitely could go out there and have like three for 30, four for 40, but so could most tight ends. So if you wanted, you know, to attack this game, because it could be a very high-scoring game, you think that maybe Dallas gets up, forces Buffalo at home to go pass heavy. It's still a good spot for Dawson Knox in that respect, uh, but nothing stands out matchup-wise. 
Sunday night game is going to be Ravens at Jaguars, 43.5 point total, Ravens 3.5 point road favorites. For the Ravens, the Jaguars are a bad matchup for running backs on the ground, but a great one for running back receptions, for wide receiver targets, and for tight end yards per reception. Uh, Baltimore can definitely take advantage of all of these matchups here, especially if they lean pass heavy, which they did last week, even in poor weather. So even in a poor weather spot, they looked at it and they said, if we throw the ball, we're going to find a lot of success. And then they did it. I'd imagine they probably do the same thing this week. So I don't think I'd play either one of the running backs in the spot, um, but I would definitely start Lamar Jackson. Um, I think Isaiah likely is a good streaming option this week. Zay Flowers is my wide receiver 25. So probably just sticking to those three. I think all three really good plays, but if you're a deeper format and you have to go to Odell, He's looked good, honestly, recently. The role seems to be expanding, so you could go there, but it better be in a more deeper format. Then for the Jaguars side, Evan Ingram has been going off recently and actually has the best matchup uh, on the team among all their skill players. And so, in my opinion, he's a must-start along with Travis Etienne. Etienne is eighth in expected points per game over the last month. So while he's been extremely inefficient, the role remains incredibly strong, especially in the red zone. I would keep playing him. Toughest calls on this team are with Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. I would be fine with no matter what you want to do. And for the most part, that means I wouldn't be scared to bench them this week. Baltimore is a really tough matchup for quarterbacks and wide receivers. I don't have a ton of faith in either one of them having a really good game. But if you had to play Lawrence or you're like, Nick, my option behind Ridley is not very good. I wouldn't feel bad either way. I wouldn't feel bad playing them or benching them. I would honestly just check the rankings. Final game of the week is going to be Monday Night Football. Eagles at Seahawks, really good game there. 47.5 point total, Eagles 4 point road favorites. For the Eagles, DeAndre Swift has seen his usage drop a lot recently, but it's a good matchup. He does still grade out as like running back 16, but if you don't trust it anymore and you do have other options, like let's say I'd probably still play Swift. But let's say we have Madison out and we have Jacobs out and you've got Zamir and you've got Ty Chandler as spot starts and you really wanted to play one of them over DeAndre Swift, I would be fine with it. I'm probably still going to project DeAndre Swift higher and I probably would still play DeAndre Swift, but that's the general range we're looking at as far as like if you've got one of these other players that like is potentially in a way better spot than they have been in the past and you want to bench DeAndre Swift, I think it's fine to do so. Here's my thing though. Probably would still play him. Seattle's allowed the third most yards per carry over expected to running backs. They're a plus matchup for reception to position as well. Really good offense. Going to get the goal line work still stolen from him by Jalen Hurts, but still, I think I would still play him. Behind him, all of Hurts, Brown, Smith, and Goddard are must-starts for me. This is a game that could definitely pop off. Um, every single one I just listed there has a week-winning ceiling. Then for the Seahawks, um, a lot honestly depends on Geno, if he is starting or not. If he does start, Metcalf, Lockett, really strong plays, while JSN would be more of like a low-end flex play, maybe a second flex play more ideally. If we get Lock starting, I think Metcalf is still, still a strong play. Like I'd probably still play Metcalf, uh, but I'd probably bench the other two. Uh, it's a really bad matchup for running backs as well, and they continue to split the workload. So my lean is saying if you've got Ken Walker, you don't have another great option, probably play him and bench Charbonnet. Um, but honestly, like again, it's tough because if they're going to split in a bad matchup and we're not expecting a ton of touches to the Seattle running backs, both have a very, very low floor this week. I would be fine mentioning either one of them. So remember, my website is 100% free from now through the Super Bowl. 
check the rankings as we get injury news, check the detailed projections. And if you're not playing this week and you some for some reason watch this entire video to the end, um, we've got other content, the DFS content, uh, the Dynasty content. So again, check it out, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. Good luck to everyone this weekend. That, my friends, is the end of this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and have subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.